This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Small business has certainly had an up and down last couple of years due to the coronavirus pandemic. But in the midst of it all, you heard about a wave of new business formation uh, as people left their current jobs to start a business of their own. But for those people who are starting out on their own, do they have the tools and the understanding to be successful? Pleasure to welcome in Wharton grad and longtime tech executive Jackie Reeses, who is tried to answer a lot of those questions in a new book that she has put together along with her colleague, Lauren Weinberg. That book is titled Self-Made Boss, Advice, Hacks, and Lessons from Small Business Owners. She's also the CEO of Post Post House Capital and chair of the Economic Development Council with the Federal Reserve Bank of San Francisco. Jackie, great to have you back in the the Wharton family for uh, uh, a little while here. Hi there. Of course, I'd do anything for Wharton. Well, great to have you with us. And, and and let me start out with the book and, and obviously the importance of doing a book like this in the scope of where, where small business is in general right now. Yeah, so let me just say this. Amidst the gloom and doom of the U.S. economy, there is one bright spot overall, which is the success that small businesses are seeing um, overall. So 50% of the U.S. economic activity in the U.S. is from small businesses. There are 30 million small business owners and over two-thirds of the job growth right now is coming from small business. And so you've heard about the great resignation. Part of that resignation is where people are deciding that they want to go out on their own, put up their own shingle, and they're starting new businesses at record numbers. And so part of what this book is about is kind of giving the uh, the the, the uh, reader the experiences of a wide range of uh, entrepreneurs that uh, you've been able to, to meet up with. Yeah, you know, um, I traveled around the country and met scores of small business owners and listened to them, and they had two insights that I thought were really interesting. One is that they have incredible wisdom to share, yet they really don't have a forum from which to share it. You know, you don't see... Joe the plumber on CNBC or, you know, Jane the restaurant owner. And so uh, small business owners, though, have incredible insights because they have a lot of passion around what they're doing, a lot of insight and a lot of tangible advice to give. And then secondly, there's no community for them to share it. And they really thrive on learning from each other because the pragmatic advice they need Um, is something that they share with each other. And so this book was born out of the idea that we should share tips and hacks in order to start, run, and grow a business. And so it's told through the eyes of small business owners, um, and we tell their stories, but we also bring in experts who provide frameworks for different chapters like HR, ops and logistics, brand building, and marketing. And so it's really meant to be a pragmatic guide to help people build their business. Um, You know, that could be something like, how do you get a loan? And it's very pragmatic on like websites to go to and what docs you might need to pull together or how to go online, or it might be how to photograph food um, or how to photograph your location. If you're a business owner who wants to post your location on social media, very, very pragmatic advice. Do you see then the, 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 the mindset of the entrepreneur of the future small business owner, 
understanding all that encompasses what it means to start a business in 2022? Yeah, you know, we give a lot of advice on that. You know, there's a lot of advice about, like, how do you know when you're ready? Um, And do you have enough cash flow when you're ready and enough support? Because those are usually two of the core components of what you need in order to be successful. It goes well beyond writing a business plan uh, and thinking through some of your strategies. Because if you don't have the financing or you don't have the support in your personal life, you're, you're facing an uphill battle. And so we try to run through the frameworks of um, how, how to support yourself in, in that very moment when you're just getting up and running and, and filing the paperwork to get started. Well, and the other thing that that we've seen play out because of the, the great resignation, as you talked about, and people moving on, is just that transition from being in the corporate structure to now being the boss, being the one that is running the show and calling all the shops, uh, the shots, excuse me. There is a dynamic there that I think is, is very unique, uh, a transition that a lot of people have to get used to. Yeah, I mean, it's even something as simple as like, what schedule do you have for yourself, you know, and who do you have to support you um, when you have a craft to pursue, but then you have 15 other tasks that you need to do, file legal paperwork, get a bank up and running, you know, get your accounting system up and running, get your taxes done when all you want to do is pursue your personal passion. And so we talk about the dynamics of what it's like to now set up a system that you need to have discipline in your life that used to be often imposed upon you by a bigger employer. And now you need to create that framework for what works for you. You mentioned the legal side, and and there are obviously a variety of options in that realm as well when you're thinking about partnerships, limited liabilities, and, and, and so many other elements. Yeah, you know, we were lucky because we had great attorneys to support us. Uh, in helping to write this chapter, uh, Sarah Barrick, um, uh, Gary Horowitz, um, Andrew Gerlach uh, were some of the attorneys who helped us uh, write that chapter. And they went through how you set up different structures, like a partnership, a sole proprietorship, an S-corp, an LLC. Each one fits a different business profile. And it really depends on what you're trying to achieve, how separate you need the business in your life, meaning not intermixed in your own personal tax returns. And so there's not one that's better or worse. They're just different. And so you have to think through what you need um, at that moment in time and also what you might need going forward in order to set up the right structure for yourself. You also have a chapter about logistics and operations and and I bring that up now because we are still in the midst of supply chain issues around the globe. So many companies are, you know, are dealing with delays in delivery, obviously being able to get products and such. The dynamics of logistics and operation right now are probably about as challenging as they have been in a long, long time. Well, agreed. And then try being a small business, which uh, they don't necessarily have the tools to reach on a global scale. And so what we tried to do was illustrate some stories of being creative. And there's one story in particular that I like in that chapter uh, from Jonathan Shabika. And he runs an olive oil company in California called Shabika Family California Olive Oil and Gourmet Foods. And he talks about how he reshaped the bottles of olive oil 
in order to fit in postage uh, more effectively. That was kind of a genius hack, right? If you think about what you're doing, sometimes you just have to rethink it. The other dynamic that he had, which I thought was super creative, was that he said that the shift in terms of what happened in COVID and the way people bought groceries online totally changed the mindset. And he understood how to take advantage of it. It was almost like a platform shift in people's willingness to buy groceries from a supplier online. So all of a sudden, something as simple as olive oil goes from being a local product you buy at your grocery store to something where you might be willing to go find a producer who specializes in that type of food. And so he used the environment of COVID in order to advantage his business in a creative way. I thought that was super sharp. And and I would think that that's probably the the mindset you're probably seeing develop more so now uh, than any is that mindset. You don't just have to, you know, find something at your local store. You can do the research. You can get a product delivered from from a different location, uh, you know, as part of the country. That's something that e-commerce has obviously helped drive a lot in the last few years. Absolutely. I think there are two dimensions there. One is employees and two is supplies. And so for the first time ever, you could hire people, not only not in your backyard necessarily, but you could hire people in multiple countries. That's point one, right? There are lots of websites and we talk about a few of them, which uh, provide opportunities to hire people, freelancers from wherever. And the second is the ability to get supplies from wherever. And I think now more than ever, you can take a global view and try to source your company from all different places where you might not have been able to achieve that in the past. So then with these dynamics in play right now, how optimistic are you the next few years about the path of small business in this country with small business owners taking advantage of e-commerce channels, uh, omni-channel more so than ever before, and some of these other elements that are in play? You know, now more than ever, people are revisiting their values and how they want to work. And as I mentioned, it's resulted in the great resignation. More than 4 4 million people quit their jobs in August. It's the highest rate of resignation in 20 years. And it also coincides with a dramatic surge in new business applications. In 2020, there were 4.3 million alone, and it's been the largest spike in the past decade. And it's absolutely sustaining itself through today. I think people are really revisiting what they want to do with their lives. And becoming a boss yourself seems to be the wave of the future. And some of those cases of of making that shift to do something out on your own, as you touch on in the book, uh, in some cases are designed to help help the, the community that you're in or a community around you. Absolutely. You know, one of the things I realized in the pandemic, not that I didn't kind of get it before, but the pandemic made it so much more vivid for me, was how much I relied on the local entrepreneurs in my neighborhood. And I wanted the tailor, the restaurant, my shoe guy, you know, the all the places in your neighborhood that you want to see succeed because they make your neighborhood special. They make it home. I think yeah. the, the, the COVID experience made us realize how much we appreciate those people and how much we want to see them succeed. And so I know I certainly have gone out of my way to make sure those businesses feel supported, their employees feel supported because you want your neighborhood to thrive. And I think there are a lot of great stories in the book about, 
uh, watching small businesses at a very, very local level thrive. You also bring up the importance of the SBA, the Small Business Administration, in helping people along in this process. And then on top of that, you know, across the country, the, the, the wide numbers of small business development centers that are there to help people out as well. You know, I, we do. We had a, a person named Bill Briggs who worked at the SBA uh, during COVID. He was the person who helped execute PPP, which was such a critical program for people. I think the SBA is interesting because it's a very significant program run by the U.S. government that offers small business loans. And then SBDCs around the country, including one at Wharton, where I worked during my college years, um, help provide business plan advice and support for small businesses. Now, they're not always the perfectly easiest places to go get a loan. Um, I say that being a bit kind because there's lots of paperwork involved in some of it, yeah. but they absolutely yeah. offer these resources. And you, you should absolutely, if you're going to start a small business, go research what it takes to get an SBA loan. There are tons of other opportunities to get a loan, to get credit that compete with the SBA. Um, and that can often be found through tax software, through point of sale software like Square, um, through um, all different kinds of systems in addition to traditional banks. And so there are lots of options that we explore in the book in addition to the SBA. But when the government has a huge program offering low interest loans, it has to be something that you research as a small business owner. Well, so let me ask you this. In, in talking with a lot of these these small business owners, how many of them had the recognition, and, and it's seemingly in this kind of digital world that we're in, that when you're starting a business, you're also starting a brand as well, and you're going to be, you know, in many cases, going to be connected to various social media platforms in terms of promoting that business? Well, you know, talking about branding is one of the things we highlight in the book because we think that any company, no matter what its scale, should build a brand, and you can do it for cheap. And we talk in the book about creating a brand identity in every way that you communicate with your customers. It could be the way your website looks. It could be consistency with the way your employees communicate, the way you bill. And so we do talk about that um, in understanding your audience, designing your website, how to take photographs, how to use search engine optimization. And even for the smallest companies, you still have this opportunity to create a brand presence for yourself. Now, the the other side to the story right now that I wanted you to touch on is just the landscape of where we are from an economy standpoint for small business. You got very high inflation uh, running right now. You still are dealing with the dynamics of you know the Great Resignation, supply chain, et cetera. I think the dynamics around inflation are ones that some small businesses are really trying to to figure out and deal with the best that they can right now. You know, it's a pretty uncertain time right now, and there are greater downside risks than upside risks to the global and the U.S. economy. We've got an unusual confluence of events with the fog of war out there um, and the impact that that has on the downstream supply chains it's only exacerbating it whether it be uh, food or oil and gas like two core components of uh, economic in, um, activity and then you have COVID-19 which still exists 
And you can see that in China with some of the shutdowns that are still being experienced in China. And so there's a lot of uncertainty facing our environment today. I think you're seeing that priced into the market and a lot of the volatility in the market, which has been rather startling since November. And even in the last week, it's been particularly strong in terms of volatility tech in particular hurt more than anything. And so we are going through a, a global reset, given given the, the uncertainty that exists today. But it sounds like that, that kind of the landscape for investment in a lot of these uh, these ideas, these small business opportunities is still is still pretty good at this point. Right. Absolutely. I think it's actually the moment that's creating the opportunity for small business because people are looking at the environments of their large companies. They're looking at. Uh, this this almost bipolar activity of some companies hiring like mad and not able to get employees, yet other companies and uh, more notifications about layoffs uh, at scale starting to happen. It's, it's starting in the wave of technology. And people are revisiting their own economics and saying, Sh- should I go out on my own? And is that a better economic activity for me and something that's better for my own mental health and well-being? They're pursuing their passions because the alternative is less attractive today than it was with more stability a year ago. Well, Jackie, great to have you back with us for a few moments. It's a really, it's a really good book and and congratulations on it. And uh, we wish you all the best. And hopefully the next time uh, we're talking, uh, it's back on the Wharton campus in our studios in Huntsman hall. And we can do this uh, face to face. Absolutely. I appreciate you highlighting the book. It really is a love letter to small business. And uh, Lauren and I are super proud of it. Yeah, I think it's going to be. Thank you. I think it's going to be really well received by a lot of people. Thank you, Jackie. All the best. Awesome. Be well. Take care. Bye bye. Thank thank you. Jackie Reeses, the book, uh, as we mentioned, with her colleague Lauren Weinberg, Self-Made Boss, Advice, Hacks and Lessons from Small Business Owners. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.